0: Welcome to the Rock Ag Podcast. This is your host, Garrett Coffee, Ag and Natural Resource Agent for the University of Kentucky in Rockcastle County. Today we will be joined by Dr. Bob Coleman, University of Kentucky equine specialist, to talk about a pre-riding equipment check on our horses. Where do we need to check? What do we need to look for? And let's make sure that our sales, as well as our equine partners, are ready to ride before we leave the barn. So let's check the bridle, Dr. Bob. What, what are we going to do when we check the bridle?
1: Um, I'm gonna, I like to look at it to see that, you know, it's sitting balanced in the horse's mouth. Uh, and it, depending on what kind of bridle you like, some of us like one ear bridles, some of us like that browband bridle, which is probably on for trail riding, a much better choice. Uh, it's a lot more secure because you have a throat latch. Now you can get one ear bridles that have throat latches. Um, they're not as common now as they used to be. Uh, there's still some of them that are out there. The biggest problem with some of those is they have such a, a shaped ear piece that you really have to be careful in making sure that it fits right so that you're not rubbing the horse and, and putting them in an uncomfortable place. But I wanna make sure that things are fitting. Uh, I'm gonna check depending on my horse. Uh, you know, there's the rules of thumb. How many wrinkles should there be? Uh, that's that's related to your horse. There isn't a it can be zero, one, or two. Uh, there's some horses don't like very much pressure up in the corners of their mouth. So, you know, um, I ride a horse that rides with one wrinkle. Yeah. And he likes to hold the bit a little bit. So I, I check to make sure I've got my one wrinkle. Um, I'm gonna on on his throat latch, I'm gonna make sure that there's enough room for probably three or four fingers. <clears throat> uh making sure that, that that it fits. And then if I'm using a, a curb bit, I'm gonna double check my uh, curb strap. And again, it's gonna be a little bit related to the horse and what I need, but you know, generally two fingers between his chin and, and the, the curb chain. Uh, for some horses that if they need a little quicker signal uh, and you don't wanna be yarding on them all the time, you might have it a little bit tighter. Uh, or you might have one of those horses that doesn't like a lot of pressure on his chin, and and, uh, you might have a little bit more. But realize that the more fingers you can put between his chin and that curb chain, uh, the less leverage you're going to have. But if he's comfortable with that, and you're comfortable with that, then I think you should be all right. So it's
0: kind of, kind of just kind of knowing your horse, and I mean, you hear, you hear everybody's got a different opinion, and like you said, there's wrinkles, and there's, you know, you, they need to carry it this way, and you know, maybe even a little looser, and you know, I've had had a guy tell me one time that uh, you know maybe even. Uh, leave it just a little bit loose on a young horse and he kind of learns to carry that bit and you know and uh, you hear all kinds of stuff so it, mainly what you're telling me is is that just know your horse and know know where that bridle sits on the horse and before you get in make sure that it's adjusted that way.
1: That's right and and one of the things that I do and and I just I don't even know where I learned this but uh, when I put the bridle on my bridles already and I have buckles on both side of my bridles because that's just the way it has to be for me. Um, But I have it down a hole on both sides. Yeah. So, So it's actually pretty loose when it's on them. And then I have to go through the whole process of adjusting it up one hole on each side. And while I'm doing that, I'm making sure that the bridle's fitting on him comfortably. And then my curb chain's where I need it to be. It's the right tightness. And my throat latch is where I need it to be. And it's the right tightness for him. So it's just part of the process of making that check that if I got everything where I want it to be,
0: okay so whenever we step back one step from the head of the horse or maybe two steps, depending on what kind of horse you're riding, uh, we get back to the saddle and and probably uh, you know if you, if your cinch is too loose, uh, that's going to be pretty easy to determine um, but a lot of times you know it's it's how tight how tight do you need to make that front cinch and also well, let's talk, about, let's talk about the front cinch first, and then we'll step on back to the back. But, so, you know, I, I hear, uh, you know, some people, I mean, they can cut a horse in two. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I can, I can lay down on that latigo, and I can, I can pretty well cut a horse in two, but some, maybe some of the ladies that are riding maybe have a hard time getting it tight enough. So, wh- wh- where does that fall? How, how, what do we need to make sure that that looks like?
1: Well, it's certainly going to depend on the horse. Like everything, it always depends on the horse. We've got a good set of withers on them. We've got the right kind of pad. We probably don't need to tighten it as much. I think in a lot of cases, you're right. A lot of people think they got to cut them in two. Yeah. Um, And I think for a lot of horses, you don't. I always put my hand as I'm pulling on my latigo. I always have my hand between the latigo and the horse. Because you don't need both hands to tighten the latigo. Right. You shouldn't. You should. And, and there's those new cinches that are out there that have the, the roller on the buckle.
0: Yeah. It's
1: a lot easier to pull, pull on that. Yeah. So I actually try to keep my hand in there. And when it's, when my hand's tight to the, to the horse and the cinch, that's kind of where on my horse, that's, that's about where he likes it and that's where I like it. And then I, I might do it up. <clears throat> I always tie my cinches off. I tie my latigos off. Yeah, my I have a buckle, but I always tie mine off because I'm just a nervous Nelly. Yeah. Um, I'd rather know that it's secure. And then I move them around a little bit uh, before I get on. And I just, again, just double check to see, can I get my hand in there? Is it comfortable? Does he appear to be comfortable? Uh, and certainly there are some horses. And I think if you do it a little... Uh, gentler and kinder and not go reefing on it and cutting them into that i think a lot of times those horses aren't going to blow up on you there's still some that will
0: yeah
1: they puff right up but um uh, you know back in the old days when we were doing up the latigo what did we do well we started pulling on now we need him in the belly so that he'd right. exhale
0: yeah uh,
1: there's probably still one of those two of those horses out there that you gotta be a little careful yeah. but um i think that's what I do is that. And I've learned that from a couple of people that I've ridden with that. Uh, again, the saddle seems to sit all right with what we're doing. Uh, if I'm going up and downhill on on somebody else's horse, I'm going to ask right. that person that's, that whose horse I'm riding is how tight do you want this? How tight does this need to be yeah. for this particular horse? And rather than just, uh, we had one that was on our equestrian team, um, that we got to borrow, and I guarantee you, you tighten it too much on her, you better have a really deep seat and a seat belt because she's going to pile you. Yeah. She hated it being tight. You know, and, and I think you got to be careful with that.
0: I, yeah, I, I have a horse that, that, you know, I mean, I she's a great horse, but I know that I set that saddle up there, and I actually I just touched the cinch to her because two things is she's going to blow up, and the second is if I try to cut her in half with it right off the bat, she's going to act bad. So I throw the saddle up, I just pull the cinch against her, and I walk off and leave her. And actually, a lot of times I'll actually untie her and take her out, maybe lunge her, walk her a little bit. I come back, tighten that up again. You know, and like you said, I'm not trying to cut her in half with it, but just cinch that up and, you know, make that where it needs to be the second time. And once she relaxes, you know, she's exhaled. And so I I think that, uh, you know, a lot of times that that works really well on a lot of different horses, actually, instead of just trying to cut them in half.
1: It's a it, uh, old cowboy told me if you want to go f- go fast someplace, just slow down.
0: Yeah, there you go. And
1: right. I think what you've just described, Garrett, is exactly that. Take a few minutes, and let them be comfortable, make sure it's in the right place, um, and and think about some of that rather than just. Uh, and I always go around and look on the <clears throat> on the other side too, and just make sure where my kind of balance with my rings and my cinch are they kind of in the same place on the, on on the horse. Yeah. Uh, sometimes if it looks like that left side cinch ring is getting awful close to the saddle, then I know I've got to kind of back off and go around and, and readjust my offside right. as well because um, I like to try to keep it as balanced as I can.
0: So one thing that I like to do is is every saddle that I have and every horse that I own is, is trained to a back cinch. I um, mean, I know obviously English riders probably don't even know what a back cinch is, Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different opinions about that, but something, sometimes I see, um, you know, I like to keep mine, you know, pretty, pretty snug against the horse's belly. I kind of feel like that that's why that's there. I'm obviously not tightening that down as much as I do the front cinch, but if we look at that back cinch, uh, you know, sometimes I see people riding them and I'll be honest, I could put my leg between the back cinch, and the horse, you know, the horse's belly, I mean, it's hanging down six, eight inches, and so I I really don't feel like that's probably correct either, I don't, I don't imagine, so touch on that a little bit.
1: Um, Having had the experience of seeing a horse get his foot between his belly and that back cinch, they're really hard to undo. Yeah. In in that good stout leather that's back there, it doesn't cut well. Yeah. And it's a wreck, so um, I'm like you, I want it, again, I'm going to probably have it a little tighter, but I still want to maybe get my hand in there without, but I I want it, it's there for, you're you're exactly right, it's there for a reason, is to keep the saddle from moving. Uh, Typically, you know, a lot of people that that rope have a back cinch because they don't want the back of the saddle to get pitched forward when the the rope tightens on what they've caught. Uh, But the same holds true when you're riding up downhill. You want that saddle to not be moving a lot. And it's just a whole lot easier, I think, on the horse. Probably helps you to not have to have that front cinch quite so tight. Right. Um, and so do it up. But like you, I I see lots of people going down the trail and it, <clears throat> or in lots of other places. I mean, people that have the back cinch have never taught their horse to wear one. Yeah. And so if you now have a saddle with a back cinch and it's the first time you're going on a Lovely trail ride out in eastern Kentucky. That's not the time to crank it down and cut him in two at the back because be careful. That's also another piece of equipment you need to double check and make sure that your hobble that holds the front cinch to the back cinch is intact and yeah. in good shape and exists because yeah. it's, it's also there for a reason and make sure that it's in good shape and, and not going to come apart.
0: Make sure that we don't, that our back cinch doesn't turn into a flank strap, right?
1: Exactly, because there's some horses that probably don't care, but there are some horses
0: that they really (laughs) do care. That's right. So kind of as we as we're talking about wrapping up here one last thing that i'd like to speak on is uh is using halters while you're riding uh you know some people i see you know i obviously i i I like to ride i do a lot of trail riding and sometimes even overnight some pack trips and and a lot of times it's easier just to leave that halter under your bridle you know maybe even have have the rope you know up there hooked up and just draped over the saddle horn and and that kind of thing and you know, is that good? You know, should we just pack our bridles in the in the saddlebags? Um, you know, wh- how do you feel about that?
1: Um, kind of a mixed thing. Um, I think that it actually makes good sense to have the halter on. Uh, again, like everything else, making sure that it fits. Um, I actually saw something recently. Somebody was showing us how to uh, lead a horse and... I couldn't believe where the halter was because it was hanging down um you wouldn't have been able to put the bridle on this horse because that's how low the halter was hanging yeah and you could see the corner of his mouth through the ring on the halter <laughs> which i thought that that's a little i I'd put i mean that that doesn't bother me at all um <clears throat> i think it's it is a great convenience to do that uh, again i'd, I'd like Make sure the halter is fitting properly, and then we're not putting too much on the horse. Uh, and whether you want to have the lead shank on, uh, probably not a bad idea. Just make sure that you've got it attached and controlled so that it's not going to get caught in something. And all of a sudden uh, we've got the halter dragging the horse off to the left when you think you're going right.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but being paying attention to that, I think is a good idea. I think for the, for a lot of people, um, having the halter on, so if you stop somewhere and you're going to pull the bridle off that horse, um, you've already got him controlled. Yeah. And you might have a really, really broke horse in the arena. Right. But out on the trail, there's a whole lot. It's a new world, and, and I'd be a little concerned about that. So yeah. um, I don't think it's such a bad thing. It, like everything else, make sure it fits. Uh, make sure your horse is accustomed to it. If you like rope halters, great. If you like nylon halters, great. Um, I think in this case, having a leather halter might just be a lot more uh, material that you have to deal with and trying to keep it, particularly over the over the pole of the horse, yeah. uh, comfortable for them. But um, I think I don't think it's a bad thing in having a having a good lead lead rope that. Uh, you know, the snap's good or, or that it's attached through the ring with some of the rope halters that the leech ink comes already attached. Um, Just make sure that, that everything is in good shape so that it does what you want it to do.
0: Okay. Well, I think we're almost ready to ride, Dr. Bob. Um, I think so. I'm I'm just about ready to go. So um, any last words before we, before we wrap up? Just take that few minutes and make sure everything is the way you want
1: it to be. Uh, I think a lot of times we, we spend, and I think of, of a gentleman that was doing some dental work on my horse, and he said, so how often do you look in his mouth? And I said, well, every time I put the bit, bit in his mouth, he said, you look in both sides? And I said, well, of course not. He said, you need to start looking on both sides of your horse. So yeah. that just made me think of, and so I do that now when I go to ride. Yeah. Um, I check both sides i I make sure that things are fitting the way I want them to uh, like you i I might lunge my uh, a little bit before I get on. Uh, that's part of the the whole process and I go back through and, and double check my cinch I make sure everything. There's even times that I will double check to make sure my stirrups are the right length. yeah you know, nobody else rides in my saddle.
0: yeah
1: I still make sure that that everything is is the way I want it to be, and maybe it's being a little too safety conscious, but I'm I'm thinking that it's not such a bad plan.
0: Be safe. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for joining us today, and in the words of Dr. Coleman, uh, check both sides of your horse before you take off. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Coleman.
1: You bet. Thanks, Garrett.
0: Thanks for listening to the Rock Egg Podcast. For more information on the content of this podcast, please contact Garrett Coffee at the Rockcastle County Extension Office. Make sure and like and subscribe to our podcast.